Many of the Psalms were written by King David at different stages of his life. And fortunately for us, we actually know in many cases exactly what was going on in David's life when he wrote the Psalm. And in the book of Psalms, they're so relatable. Every Psalm It often speaks to a hurting heart. It ministers to a grieving spirit, somebody who is overwhelmed. And when we get to Psalm 3 in the Bible, David is writing as he is fleeing from Absalom, his son. It probably has that little heading in your Bible in Psalm 3, if you have your Bible. But in my Bible, it says a Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. And I'll go ahead and read it to you. It's eight verses. It's a wonderful chapter. It's been made into a recent song called Thou, O Lord. I would encourage you to look it up. I have, excuse me, I have it by many people, uh, by uh, Hiles Anderson College, West Coast Baptist College, uh, Prestonwood Baptist Church Choir. Uh, There's a lot of good ones. I think the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir did it really good. Uh, But it says this, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Now, in studying for this to be the greatest possible blessing and encouragement I can be to you, I decided to tell you a few stories this week. And not stories that I've made up, but stories in the Bible that illuminate exactly what David is going through at this very moment. Now, to understand what he's going through here, you need to understand his relationship with his son, Absalom. Absalom has taken over the kingdom, really. David's on the run. It's it's quite a scandal. But before that, there was something that happened between David and Absalom that caused kind of a conflicted riff. So we've got to go back many years, and I'd like to take you back to 2 Samuel 13. Now, I've got a little story to tell you. It's it's quite a, a disturbing story, and then an application, and then we'll pick it up again tomorrow. But 2 Samuel 13, and it says this in verse number one, and it came to pass after this, and I'll tell you what this is uh, uh, in a minute at the end of the podcast in chapters 11 and 12, but 2 Samuel 13, it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. Okay, so Absalom and Tamar are full-blooded siblings. Uh, David had many wives, many concubines, always wrong, always complicated, always messy, always heartbreak in the Bible, wherever you see that happen, because that's not God's plan, and you understand that. But back in this day, it was common, and just because sin is common doesn't make it right. And so David had more than one wife, more than one concubine, which is... Not a wife, um, but still that relationship. So uh, continue reading that first verse, 2 Samuel 13. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Now Amnon was the half-brother to Tamar. And it says here that Amnon loved his half-sister. Okay, so right away, 
wrong. We know that. Verse 2, and Amnon was so vexed, he's all tore up, that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin, and Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. Okay, so you understand what this is. This is a thing called lust, and I won't get too graphic here, but uh, these men, Absalom and Amnon, at this point in their lives, they're probably late teenagers, maybe 18, 19, maybe 20, uh, but right around there. And Amnon, it says that he loved his half-sister. By the way, in our day and age, if somebody says, but I love him, but I love her, that doesn't mean anything. Man, if it's wrong, it's wrong. The right word for that would be lust. But so many people excuse their sin and say they're just so vexed, they've fallen in love. Well, if it's sin, it's sin. And Amnon knew that. He knew it was wrong. But verse number three, but Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. You know, that's the last words of a lot of people's testimony right there. I know it's wrong, but I had this friend who kind of encouraged me to do the wrong thing. Boy, isn't that the truth? Whenever somebody falls deep into sin, when somebody gets on drugs, when somebody leaves their wife, you want to know, okay, who is your friend? Who's the person that is encouraging you to do this obviously terrible thing? Who is it? And Jonadab was the son of Shimei, David's brother. He was the cousin of Amnon. And Jonadab was a friend. He was a bad friend. Uh, It says at the end of verse three, Jonadab was a very subtle man. That means sneaky. That means somebody who hides his true intentions, who manipulates you, who encourages you to do wrong. Hey, if you show me your friends, I'll show you exactly what you're going to turn out to be. Who are your close friends? Who do you listen to? Who do you hang out with? Iron sharpeneth iron, man. Uh, If you hang out with the wrong kind of crowd, you are going to become like them. You throw a rotten apple in a little crate of good apples what happens? Does that rotten apple become a good apple? No. All those apples are rotten. You got to be careful. And Amnon was listening to Jonadab. He was walking in the council of the ungodly. Remember that? He was sitting in the seat of the scornful. Verse number four. And he said unto them, Jonadab, talking to Amnon, why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? Why don't you, why are you so upset? Wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So, you know, a good friend would have been like, well, that's sick. How about you straighten up, bro? How about you go mow the yard and get a summer job and go on an internship, go on a missions trip, dude? Like, why don't you get your heart right? You need a friend, by the way. You need a friend who will be willing to slap you when you say something dumb. When you say something obviously crazy off the wall. Now, all of us have done that. We've thrown something on the wall to see if it sticks. Just throw something out there and and see if somebody might go along with it. We've got a crazy idea. But look, if your friend shares with you a sinful idea, you would be remiss not to give him a good slap. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe a spiritual slap. Like, are you out of your mind? I'll pretend like you didn't say that. That's sick, man. Let's do something else, you know? And you need a friend like that. You don't need a friend like Jonadab who says this, verse five, Jonadab said unto him, lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat at her hand. I'm not going to read the rest of it just for the sake of everybody of all ages and genders listening here just to be appropriate, but you can read it in second Samuel 13, how he does just that. 
little pathetic Amnon pretends that he's sick and he gets his dad to send Tamar in there and uh, bake him some food in front of him. And then he sends everybody out and then he uh, sins. Then he sins against her. Well, when it was all over, verse 15, so we've, we've had about 10 verses go by, verse 15, then Amnon hated her exceedingly so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. Well, I guess it wasn't love at all, was it? No, it was lust. Let me tell you this. Sin always looks good. It always tastes good, but it is awful after you are finished with it. It's sweet on the lips, but exceedingly bitter in the tummy. Maybe there's a certain food you like and you just love it. Maybe some good fried food. I'm thinking if you go to the carnival or the fair, maybe some fried Oreos. Now say what you will, fried Oreos are delicious. Anything with that much fat and sugar has got to be good. I just, it's just the way of the world. The more fat and the more sugar, the more delicious it is. That's really indisputable. Okay. But I'm telling you what, for me at least, as soon as I'm done eating that fried Oreo, I regret it with all of my soul. My stomach hurts. I feel bad. I, I feel sick. I want to get rid of it. And then Lord help you if you go on a ride after eating a fried Oreo. Oh, 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 merciful heavens. Well, you know, that's what sin is. Sin looks good. It tastes good, but it is filled only with regret afterwards. And that was Amnon. Amnon knew he was doing wrong, but was so overcome with his sin and his lust. And he was encouraged by his wicked friend, Jonadab, that he went ahead and did it. And it says the hatred that he hated was greater than the love, quote, love, wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, arise, be gone. So Tamar ran to her brother Absalom's house and Absalom found out about it. And this is Absalom. And he was so angry. David heard about it. He was wroth, the Bible says in verse 21 of 2 Samuel 13. Now, let me make you an application and I'll let you go. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Where in the world did Amnon learn such a ridiculous, disgusting thing? Where did Jonadab learn such subtlety and sneakiness to work out this premeditated, awful sin? Well, I read to you the first verse of, verse of chapter 13. It says, it came to pass after this. After what? Chapter 12 and chapter 11 of 2 Samuel deal with what we know as David's sin with Bathsheba. Where did Amnon, where did Jonadab, where did they learn such subtlety? Well, they learned it from Jonadab's uncle, from Amnon's dad, David. Now, every man is full of sin. He's born in iniquities. We understand that. All men have sinned, but some things are caught, not taught. They're learned by observation. And David, I won't get into the whole story, but you're probably familiar with it, how he was very subtle, very sneaky, very strategic in getting Bathsheba to be his wife. He saw her taking a bath. He lusted after her. He, he brought her to his house. He had her, her husband Uriah killed at the front of the battle told his men to withdraw, put him in the hottest part of the battle and withdraw and Uriah was killed. David was very sneaky and he thought he'd gotten away with it until God sent Nathan the prophet to tell David, thou art the man, we know what you've done. Bathsheba's little baby that she had had by David uh, after David had taken him, taken her sneakily to wife, he uh, died, that little baby died. Uh, Nathan the prophet said, this is judgment because of your wicked sin that you've done and having Uriah murdered and stealing Bathsheba. What I'm saying is it was being watched. 
All of Israel knew this wicked sin. And I thought of this little song by the Clark family. And I wish you'd look it up later. Just search uh, Clark family, uh, little man. Clark family, the title of the song is Little Man. It says, here's a song for all you dads about that little boy you have. I learned some things walking down that road. Now you need to understand that in his eyes, you're Superman. Well, I've been there, so I thought you'd like to know. And here's the chorus. He'll talk the way you talk. He'll walk the way you walk. Teach him right and wrong what is and isn't true. The greatest treasure he'll find is the path you leave behind. Whether good or bad, that's just what daddies do. Don't forget about the little man watching you. And today, as you go throughout your day, be careful of your friends. Be careful of what you do because there are eyes watching you. There are grandchildren, perhaps, watching you. There are sons, daughters, there are people in the church watching you. Your sin affects more than just you today. Be careful. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, as we continue our study here and when we get to uh, Psalm chapter 3 later this week. And I pray, Lord, that you help us not to be like Jonadab. I pray you help us to pick the right friends. And I pray that you'd help us to be careful with our sin and to not be overcome by it, but to make those right choices, Lord. Help us to remember there are others watching. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great Monday. Bye-bye.